Today's guest is Tanya Owens, and we have an amazing conversation about her coaching business, Messology Coaching, her journey, as well as setting healthy spiritual boundaries. She also gives me a reading that leaves me absolutely speechless. So stay tuned, and thank you for joining Psychic Happy Hour. Today's episode is sponsored by Ampersand Leather Company. Ampersand Leather Company is a local to Seattle leather shop that makes high quality handbags, wallets, you name it. You can check them out at ampersandleatherco.com. Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour at the Crown Lounge, where the vibe is right and the spirits are strong. My name is Travis, and I'm your host. Join me and my friends as we dive into life and what lies beyond. We'll save you a seat. Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour. My name is Travis, and I am so excited to have my next happy hour guest here with me in the Crown Lounge, Tanya Owens. Tanya, come on over and have a seat, honey. How are you? I am well. Thank you for having me, Travis. It's such an honor to be on your show today and help spread some light and love to others. Oh, man. I am so, so pumped to see you and connect with you today. Um, Link is off today. We had to give him a night off here at the Crown Lounge. She's been working hard. Um, So Tanya, it's going to be waters on the rocks tonight. Is that all right with you? (laughs) Hey, I brought my crystal water and I brought my lavender uh, tea. So I'm all about the third eye and uh, just nourishing. So I'm good. (laughs) I love that. I, you know what? I've never had lavender tea. Oh, it's great. It's um, yeah. I have a really great one. I'll, uh, I'll send you a pack. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Beautiful. So Tanya, I'm so excited to have you today and let's, let's dive right on in Tanya. Tell me about how you started. So just so everyone knows, Tanya is, um, she is a life coach. She does cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. She's an angelic healing practitioner and, um, and you work with others to help them along their soul journey. Where in your story did you decide like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what feels good. Yeah. So I think it took quite some time to get here. I think it's like a lot of people, they have a lot of experiences of children um, and they have a lot of experiences throughout their lives that they kind of keep to themselves. Um, At least I was one of those. Um, I had the pleasure of doing hair for clients for about 18 years. (laughs) So I was able to really get my skills in there, to be honest with you. I mean, nobody is as open as your hairdresser and hearing, I trust you all the time was a great benefit. Um, where I fell in tune with being able to really give my gifts was, um, after they leave, I just kind of felt a heaviness, you know, I wanted to help and I wanted to be able to align and I wanted to be able to teach and I wanted to be able to, um, give the gift of protection, energy, you know, things of that sort. So COVID hit, um, I was already utilizing my, uh, coaching and it just, it started out as why can't I find a boyfriend? <laughs> why can't I find a job? And I mean, all of those are super tangible, but it just didn't hit home for me. So COVID hit, I kind of sat in my shit for like two months and I just started really opening up and I started really feeling my own essence in regards to connecting with others. Um, I kept it quiet for a long time and I just kind of felt weird. You know, I felt like things that were happening to me weren't real or I couldn't validate myself or I couldn't, you know, tell other people because they would think this, that or the other. 
And what happened, Travis, was quite opposite. So when I came back, I was in full force. Um, you know, I, I balanced my life. So I, I still do salon work because I have that passion and love for, you know, being with clients and just doing my craft there. And um, the other piece of me is my coaching, which has taken a huge portion of my time. And I enjoy it and love it and thrive there, too. Um, but when I came back, I came back as a completely different person um, in regards to outwardly, <laughs> like how I was representing myself. Inwardly, I was like, shoot, man, I've always been this way. Like, I'm ready. I mean, I'm not scared anymore. I'm ready to be vulnerable. I'm ready to go for it. Um, so I, it was scary. I would tell people and my throat would crack, you know, my throat chakra was just all over the place. And, you know, I was holding stones. I'm like, okay, I need the strength here. Um, but at the end of the day where I am now on my journey, I really feel like it's helped me a lot be able to um, really connect with people I didn't think would be aligned with it, or I didn't think would connect with it. And I think COVID too helped a lot of people open up and really feel into their selves more and know their truth more. And uh, so the journey has been really a huge embrace. Uh, I feel like the shift of my coaching business has been more metaphysical and I feel like it's just aligning perfectly on helping people protect their energy and I'm helping people figure out where their intuition is, where their, um, their, what their soul gifts are is what I call it. And all along the way, finding their purpose. Was there a moment for you during this process during COVID where you were like, you know what, screw it. I've got these gifts. I know I can connect in a unique way and I don't want to hide that anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just, I couldn't hide from it anymore. Um, my, my husband's poor man, uh, we've been together. We have been together 19 years. We've been married 16. And so I kept it pretty, pretty quiet. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that just have that vulnerability of showing up in a different way. And, and even to their own loved ones, sometimes they're the hardest, you know? And, um, yeah, when I came back in it, I just felt like, Oh my gosh, I love people. Like I'm just, I need people and I love connection. And, and I was really able to name things more and validate things more. But, but the big piece for me was just really owning it and just speaking my truth and just Almost like, um, what is that saying where they say like, uh, stretch, uh, do something that scares you every day. Yeah. Like I was there every day and it was scary. And I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't believe I told her. And I was telling people, I'm like, my throat, um, I'm just feeling really vulnerable right now. <laughs> and I think that genuine um, truth was accepted it more so than me saying, well, I am a spiritual enlightening uh, coach now. And I'm going to tell you how to live your life. You know, <laughs> instead it was, man, I am here. I'm living it. Like I've, I've had a lot of things that have happened through my life. And I know that I'm here for the better good to help heal and teach people. And, um, I just always try to show up the most genuine way. So yeah, when I came back, I was full force. People are like, Oh boy. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And you know, you brought up something that, that is resonating with me when I came out as a psychic medium and I started sharing, it felt like I was coming out of a closet again. It very much was a very similar experience to when I was telling people that I was, was gay. Um, except this time my mother had like a less visceral reaction, <laughs> but you know, you know, so it's, so it's interesting to hear you kind of talk about this and especially you coming through this journey during COVID. Um, that's also how I, you know, in a, in a different way came through my journey was also through, through COVID as well. 
what would you say to yourself if you could go back to yourself 16 years ago? And would you encourage them to be more open with, with your gifts? Or would you say to that person, oh no, you know, just keep it hidden for a bit longer? Uh, thank you for sharing your vulnerability with um, coming out to I know that that's a really hard thing uh, that I have. Um, I have been able to hear from a lot of people that have gone through that. So I just wanted to tell you that, you know, I'm proud of you for doing that. And of course, it's probably was a while ago, but um, but it, it is and it's it's the same. It's a similar piece to any time you shift um, in you know, in your present look or style or um, who you're around. And I feel like a lot of times, I'll answer your question in a minute, sorry. I feel like a lot of times <laughs> that people um, people present themselves differently than who they truly are. So I always joke, of course, with the hair world, I'm like, <laughs> you know, people come in and be like, I don't know what you, you're the hairdresser. And I'm like, all right, well, do you want to look like a biker or a librarian? Like outwardly, we can look like whoever we want. But when we really, really, you know, push forward and do what we feel is right and what we know that we need to allow others in on, it is it is a really hard time. So thank you for sharing that. To answer your question, um, I don't know. I mean, that's such a good question. 16 years ago, the person I was, I was definitely a lot more open then, actually. I, I recoiled a little bit um, at that point. I, you know, people looked at me a lot like it was witchcraft and there's nothing against that. Um, but it didn't feel that way to me. And so I think putting that label on it, it made me feel like I couldn't be true. Um, if I looked at that person 16 years ago, I think I'd say, shoot, man, just wait because it's coming. Like people are going to understand more and they're going to be more open and, and they'll realize that there's not just one label and there's not just one take to it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I have always kept my practice. I have just kept it quiet. Uh, I do think that when I did come and come out of the, you know, the, the broom closet or whatever yeah. you want to call it, <laughs> I do think that a lot of people really already knew it. Like they had said, they're like, oh, there's things that you told me that were just, it was almost like you're channeling or I, I definitely see you in that. I'm so glad that you're owning it, you know, and, and yeah, you've been, you've been helping me all these years with different things. I just don't think you ever knew it. So I think I would just tell myself to follow my path exactly how it feels right to me and I'll end up fine either way. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really good. And, you know, there has been this wave of um, practitioners that are coming out of that proverbial broom closet. I feel like every time I open up TikTok, there's a brand new psychic doing their work or, you know, yeah. a brand new soul coach or, you know, which I love to see. Mm -hmm. Um what do you attribute this wave of embracing spirituality to? Do you think it was COVID? Do you think it's something else? Do you think we're all shifting? I think we're all shifting. I mean, you can go with, uh, there's so many platforms you can go with out there. I'm sure you've read like 20 million articles like me, um, but there's definitely a different feel. I mean, I can help people name when energy now. So um you know, I do an exercise where I just kind of give them different energies and I write them down beforehand and they tell me what they're feeling and I'm able to validate them that they are an empath or they are sensitive or they, they can feel energies and how to then close it up, protect it. Right. Um, I think that people are more in tune and I don't think it's just psychics or people that have, uh, you know, the gift. I think everyone has, 
has a gift, the soul gift, right? And I think the big one is, is more people can't deny it anymore. Like if you had that pause, like I had, you can't, you just, you end up just falling in, synchronizing into your own gifts and it just comes like, it's not anything you have no distraction, you know, during COVID. So yeah, to your point, I think part of it's COVID, but I also think part of it is just like anything else. We're all connected. So if you feel somebody vibrating high, shoot, man, you're going to be right next to that person vibrating high and being like, what are we doing? Where are we going? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny you bring up the, um, everyone has, has the ability, which I also believe in. I went to a dinner party last night, um, to my dear friends and, um, the husband of my, my friend, he, uh, have brought up the work that I do, which I think if you ever want an entertaining dinner party, anyone out there listening, just invite a psychic and all your skeptical friends and just see what happens. (laughs) But, um, he, he was talking about psychic ability and he kept referring to them as gifts. And sometimes I slip and I call them gifts, but truthfully, I, at my core, I believe it's an ability that everyone has and everyone can do. Um, I say that like, you know, everyone has the ability to play piano. Everyone can, not everyone should, but that's a different conversation. Right. But, (laughs) but I believe we all have the ability. Um, and it, it looks different for everyone, but I believe it's there. And it was so funny because he completely disagreed. He was like, well, I don't have that. And I've never experienced that. I was like, that's great. Like, doesn't mean that it's not possible. And it was so funny because all night the conversation just kept looping back to why still don't believe it. (laughs) So how for you, have you ever been in experiences where someone's like, that's great. I see you're super enthusiastic about this, but I don't, I don't believe everyone has this, or I don't believe it's even possible. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I feel like I really try to show up, um, you know, for that person. Right. So, um, I have people that I coach anywhere from like severe devout Catholic to like atheist. Right. And that all takes all of our core beliefs are huge. Like, especially when you're talking about metaphysical stuff or, um, validation, opening up, um, the things that you start learning as you go. Um, but yeah, I've definitely had people that, um, I had a client that I've had for nine years call me tell me I was doing devil's work. And, um, you know, I've had, um, yeah, I've definitely had people that are like, oh, she's a hippie and I'm not a big label fan. Like, (laughs) I feel like words are important. And I love the fact that you said abilities because I think it, it just, for everybody, it feels different. Right. I have, um, I always have this saying that's, uh, you know, you can say selfish or you can say self-love and some people, when they hear selfish, they're like, ugh, you know, gross. And then they hear self-love and they're like, yay clapping you know like yes and I'm like it's the same thing if you you know I mean really the definition is the same if you're being selfish or giving yourself time if you're giving self-love you're giving yourself time um but I think words are very important and I think that um the way that you present yourself is very important but I also think that it is so important to stay to your truth and be genuine and just show up with no ego and no judgment and honestly Travis some people will take it and some won't And where, where my sweet spot lies is how I behave right after that. So when my client said that, you know, you're doing devil's work. I said, you know what? I just don't think we're going to agree, but I am so glad that you have your belief system and that you feel, you know, the way that you do and you have a solid system for me, 
I showed up. I didn't feel crappy. I, my, the old me, the old me would have been like, oh, the devil, huh? The devil's been doing your hair for like nine years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the new me, I was like, I really was genuinely glad that she had a belief and she was happy about that. And it was embracing for her but it didn't affect me at all because I have my own belief system. And that's the beauty of being human and being an individual and having your own um, core beliefs. So I want to talk next about boundaries. You do a lot of great work with energy and tapping others and others energy. And with you being a hairdresser, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine the amount of energy that you run into on a day-to-day basis. So how do you apply boundaries, not only to, people around you? Because I think sometimes we hear boundaries and we think how we interact with other people and the boundaries that we place, but also energetic and spiritual, spiritual boundaries. Yeah. Um, I, boundaries are my, I mean, my passion, man. Like you don't know you have a boundary a lot of times until it's been already passed. Like you're like, I am never (laughs) going to blank again. (laughs) It's like, oh, I am setting that boundary, but it's super hard to know your boundaries until you've already dealt with things that were unhealthy or that you're struggling with, or, you know, lesson that you're learning. So, um, so that's always my big one is just giving yourself the grace to be able to say, all right, you know, this isn't healthy for me anymore, or it wasn't healthy for me, but what can I do to change it? First of all, you're never going to be able to make people do anything period ever. And even if they, even if they do it for you, they're not doing it for themselves. So the best way to create your boundary is to create it for you and for your own good, right? Um, So I talk a lot about boundaries with my coaching. Um, On the surface, you know, we talk a lot about just keeping your own self healthy. Like a lot of people either don't put themselves first or they don't see themselves as their best friend, which I think is really important because a lot of times it's easier to say, I can't believe that that Susie is with that loser. And then he doesn't even have a job. And then you're kind of like, wait, okay, this, this, the guy I'm with doesn't have a job or whatever. This is just an example. My guy has a job, but you know, everybody's out of place in different part of their life. Um, so I think that putting yourself into your own shoes and creating that boundary that you would want for your best friend is important. If you're thinking of a surface, you know, more humanized everyday level, when we're talking about, um, spiritual, metaphysical, mystical, you know, all that world, man, I had to learn the hard way. Oh my gosh. I had to learn the hard way because you're not only physically touching people when you do hair, but you're also in their crown chakra. So it is, it's a lot. And I mean, I would come home just devastated, like feeling terrible for the client or feeling exhausted from the energy suckers. Um, and of course I'm an empath, right? And um, so my sweet spot with that is to help people uh, learn how to feel their own energy first. I think a lot of people have a hard time feeling into their own energy. Uh, what I generally do for that treatment is I do a cord cutting. And if you read about cord cutting, a lot of times they talk about when you break up with somebody or if you're finishing a relationship, for me, it looks a little bit different. And this is where I, I like that there's no book, like there's no book of saying like, what, how do you do meditation? Everybody does it different. You could read 50,000 strategies, right? Um, For me, cord cutting is I connect with everybody throughout the day. I create an energetic cord. There's an option to give and receive, right? When you cut your cords or trim or maintain your cords, you're able to bring all your energy back to yourself and really feel into that essence. And I think a lot of people haven't had the ability to do that. 
And then from there, we talk about how to protect it, how to protect yourself, but also give, right? Um, how to protect yourself, but not shelter yourself, right? Because empaths or sensitive people, it's really important to get those highs from others and to feel that vibration. Or, you know, um, if somebody's low, to give them a little bit of your love, but not all of it, and by your terms. So that's kind of my sweet spots with boundaries as a small stent. <laughs> That's amazing. And I really enjoy what you said about cord cutting. And this is something that has been coming up, not for me necessarily, but just things that I've been reading because we, and, and TikToks and various social media posts, we hear a lot about cord cutting and Mm -hmm. setting boundaries. And for you in your practice, is cord cutting the exact same as cutting someone out of your life? No. Yeah, no. And, um, and I'm so glad you said that because again, um, the beauty of not having a blueprint with all of this growth that we're all doing or opening up that we are all doing is that we don't have, again, the logistics of like, it has to look like this. I actually just taught a workshop last week on cord cutting and one of the girls, you know, raised her hand and she's like, can we, can we write down places So um, we were doing this little practice. I know we were doing this practice on, um, you know, writing down negative and positive people in our lives. And she said, can we write down places? And I said, yeah, whatever feels good to you. You know, and a lot of people have places they know of that are traumatic or, um, you know, kind of have past shit. (laughs) And a lot of people have places that make them thrive. Like maybe they go to a meditative state or maybe they just, it's opened them up. I know when I went to Costa Rica, (laughs) do you want to talk about what opened me up? Costa Rica. Um, so to that, sorry, I went off on an exciting tangent of Costa Rica in my brain. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> but yeah, to that point, I think that um, cord cutting, you can utilize it however you want. So we did the workshop. We finished. I had three different people message me later and say, I loved cutting my cords to some of the places, you know, cutting even help, positive, negative, cutting them, rebuilding them, you know, remembering Costa Rica, how I remembered the first time, um, cutting them and just giving them away, right? And maybe past trauma, places you didn't want. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really feel like your energy can be attached in different ways and it doesn't have to be on a human connected level. It can be to things, to persons, places, things. We're playing uh, adverts. <laughs> Person, places, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, there's this interesting kind of connotation that's been, you know, coming up that if we cut a cord, that means that we're removing someone from our life. But um, in my opinion, I don't know if that's the most healthy thing just to start cutting people off and, and closing yourself down like that. Right? Well, that in all reality, out, of, out of balance. Absolutely. I mean, First of all, nobody should, in my opinion, nobody should be able to control you in that way where you feel like you have to cut them out. Like you should own your own man and just empower yourself. Right. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that strength there is more than that shifting out. Um, Also, some people don't really have that ability. Like if we're talking about relationships and you had kids together, you could cord cut all you want, but you're going to see that dude like (laughs) in a week. I mean, you're still going to build up that energetic cord again. Right. So it's kind of, again, like, I guess going back to boundaries, healthy energy, protecting yourself, like, you know, finding out what your gifts are, thrive on that so that you can keep yourself healthy. But I don't think anybody should own my, um, 
you know, nobody owns my energy, but me. So that's how I look at it. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that you have a reading for me. I do. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. Um, so I do automatic writing. Um, I don't use it all the time in my practice. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm going to be really honest. I keep it pretty special for very few people. It's not even really in my, it's not even really my platform of what I offer to clients all the time. Um, but Travis, you're special to me. And so, um, I appreciate you hearing it today. So, uh, let's go ahead and just get at it. Um, your automatic reading. You've asked a question and we are here to answer. You seek the reason for your journey. Once you touch others, you can help them find their way to success and happiness. You have always been available. You have always been able to do that, even as a child. This is your soul gift. This is your truth. This is why you have taken the journey into your human form. Purpose. Purpose is your worth. Purpose is your will. Purpose is your path. I am, for once in my life, I think I'm speechless. That was amazing. Thank you. Uh, like my whole body is like tingling from that. That that felt amazing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little shocked. I need to collect myself just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they usually come pretty deep. Um, and generally I don't open it up to everyone because I really think that it's bare bones. Yeah. So I've letting me share that space with you live. <laughs> Travis yeah. did not think beforehand. I'll, I probably have to send it to you too. <laughs> I would love it if you sent it to me. Cool. Yeah. That felt good. Feels Thank good. you. Yeah. Good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> um, now I have rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry for okay. the screen. <laughs> this is my most favorite. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. When are you the happiest? Oh my gosh. In the present. <laughs> what chore do you dread the most? Dishes. <laughs> what is the best way to spend a rainy afternoon? Reading a self-help book. Who is your inspiration and why? Oh man, I really like Ted Andrews. Um, I think that he was ahead of his time. I like all of his writings and all of his platforms of help um, have really blossomed me into helping others and teach. What terrible movie do you love? Ooh, I like scary movies so much. I like all of them. Um, oh, what terrible movies? Ugh. I don't know any awful horror movie, like choose one. I've watched a lot of them. And then my Netflix sucks because it's like really bad. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite cake flavor? Um, chocolate. That's easy. I go to people's birthdays and I'm like, dude, it better be chocolate or I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> what book are you reading right now? Uh, I'm reading a lot of Ted Andrews. Actually, I've been really inspired. So I'm reading Psychic Protection. How do you start your day? Um, I usually start my day by writing. I do a lot of channeled and automatic writing. I'm writing a book right now, actually, too. So just writing. What is a scene from a TV show that you'll never forget? 
I'm trying to remember the movie when you when you asked terrible movies. The movie was so bad, but it was so scary. Um, but um, there it was a. Um, there were nurses and their faces were all blanked out. And every time somebody made a noise, they would come closer to you with the knife. Oh. And uh, super bad movie, but that part was so good. It was so yeah. creepy. What was the last thing you created? Last thing I created was your automatic writing. <laughs> <laughs> and if your if your life had a mascot, what would the mascot be? Mm, I instantly went to Tiger. And that feels good. Yeah. 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 Tanya, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. I mean, the best way to find me is on my website. It's um, www.massologycoaching.com. Um, you can also reach out to me via email. I like that personalized uh, piece. I'm on social media and I will answer and I love any of the feedback there, but I uh, really love the genuine connections. So my email is messologycoaching at gmail.com and please uh, bring it on over. I'm excited to meet and connect. Awesome. Tanya, thank you so much for coming to happy hour with me. It was amazing. Thank you, Travis. I just love you and I appreciate you um, helping us and getting the word out and doing what you do. Thank you, Tanya, and likewise.